Hello there, and a warm and toasty welcome to Season 3, Episode 21 of Stay at Homer, the podcast where two British men re-watch and review every episode of The Simpsons from the start. I am Andrew Lowe. I am Tim Tucker. And today we've reached Season 5, Episode 8 of The Simpsons, which is called Boy Scouts in the Hood. And mm. so could you please clarify, Tim, in fewer than 15 words, why it is called Boy Scouts no no i can't (laughs) um i can't i didn't look that up was i supposed to look that up i'll save your embarrassment thank you it's based on the 1991 film boys in the hood which is sort of coming of age drama isn't it set in south central los angeles okay that's that sorted so before we embark on our underappreciated recap and review of the episode what has been going on because quite a lot has been going on isn't it I don't know, as always, but I did catch a snatch of the news this morning. Um, I think doctors were saying that that we ought to be doing more for COVID or something. That's that's what I picked up. That's right, yeah. A whiff of. Well, yeah, it looks like COVID cases and deaths are going up in the UK because nobody's bothering with masks, are they? Yeah. They just think it's all over and everyone's bored with it. Um, I've noticed people have started offering me their hand. Oh, yeah. When I go in for a fist bump. (laughs) (laughs) So... You get this weirdly sort of Masonic moment where I kind of switch to open hand and they go for the fist again and then we meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah, and I immediately slather my hand in (laughs) sanitizer. (laughs) But it's just, um, it's all about boosters apparently. Right. We're all getting vaccine boosters. Well, and I I heard again that the WHO are warning that the pandemic will drag on deep into 2022. Yeah. Again, I still don't know what Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey have got to do with any of this, but... (laughs) Yeah, in 2022, yeah. Um, so let's, um, let's all clench for that, a lovely winter of uh, restrictions and things. Cause, um, On the bright side, Stay at Homer will be here to cheer you up yeah. um, through the pandemic, mm. keep you informed. Also, I saw this week that North Korea fired a missile at Japan, didn't they? Um, oh, no. Or something, but it, it landed in the Sea of Japan harmlessly, which struck me that it's not a very good missile then, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's managed to miss... <laughs> An area about one and a half times the size of the UK. So we don't need to worry about that. No. Uh, And one more thing. I also saw a lovely story Mm. about a man in Windsor, Tim, who was hit by human excrement, which he claimed (laughs) fell from a passing plane as it approached Heathrow Airport. A local councillor, Karen Davis, said that he was splattered in a very unpleasant way. I can't imagine a pleasant way to be spattered by falling human waste. No, but, uh, that's awful. Now, you might think, what the hell are you talking about that for? But um, there is a reason. Yeah. Because uh, it reminded me of Otto being hit in the face by uh, Arnie Pie's vomit. Oh, yes. In Arnie in the Sky. <laughs> season four, uh, episode 21. Yeah. So let's move on. From Back to the Simpsons. Potentially, yeah, <laughs> lethal viruses, nuclear weapons. Mm. And um, jettisoned excrement. <laughs> Email us at stayathomeapod at gmail.com. Tweet us at stayathomeapod. Follow us on Friendster, friendster.com slash stayathomeapod. Yeah. So please get in touch. Yeah. But so boys and boys in the hood. Boy Scouts in the hood. Boy Scouts in the hood. Sorry. <laughs> it's a terrible title, isn't it? It is a terrible title. It doesn't age at all. But, um, but a great episode, as we'll see. Yeah. So... First aired on November the 18th, 1993. Yeah. Directed by Jeffrey Lynch and written by Dan McGrath. Mm-hmm. And we open in an arcade 
Do they still exist, arcades? They do, actually, yeah. They've been coming back, haven't they? Have they? You know, I, I spent a lot of my time, yeah, yeah, on my teenage years in arcades. I spent a fair bit of time watching you play Street Fighter 2 in an arcade. Yeah, I was, I was quite good at video <laughs> games. I think probably because I spent a lot of time in them you as a teenager. You were very good. Yeah. And, um, and I was shit, so I, I sort of yeah. lived vicariously through your expertise, I remember. But I always yeah. thought the fact that I'm quite good at video games, um, sort of way kind of above average... Uh, it's, it's pointless, isn't it? You can't. If I was, if I was that good at, like, say, snooker or pool or football or tennis, I could make a lot of money out of it. But it's not very good, sort of, being able to get to the kill screen on Donkey Kong compared to beating Novak Djokovic. Yeah. So the arcade um... with some brilliant games. Martin Prince on my dinner with Andre, which. <laughs> <laughs> so at the time there were a lot of video games based on movies that was an actual movie uh, a 1981 American comedy drama yeah. directed by Louis Mal oh, right, yeah. Yeah, so just, uh, that's off the top of my head are you a fan of that film or have you uh, I, I've never seen it uh, if I'm, I'm going right. to fess up right now have you no it looks quite no. um, intellectual it's, it's basically two actors talking to each other the whole way through by the sounds of it I did look it up and thought I wonder what that is and the synopsis I, I I couldn't get through the synopsis, Tim. So that tells you, that tells you what the film's going to be like. Whilst trying to watch the film, I just sort of drifted off while I was trying to read the synopsis. It's two unattractive white middle-aged men talking to each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. It's just—it's not going to fly. That you—you couldn't pitch that today. But Martin Prince loves the video game version, doesn't he? Yeah. He's—he's he's like, tell me more as they're talking. It's like a video game that's based on the concept of um, kind of witty and astute sort of conversation. Uh, yeah. It's, not, it's not really a big good sell for teenagers, is it? Apart from Monster Prince is probably literally the only person who ever plays it. Great, he looks so into it. Yeah, tell me more. Cut to Bart playing Panamanian strongman, which that's more like it. Yeah, I've got to say that his line here I use all the time. I've forgotten it was from this: "Be in the game, but not of the game." Yeah, oh yeah, I love that line. Yeah, I'm not sure what it means, but it's a great line. This means absolutely nothing. Doesn't I love it? the way yeah. he's sort of getting himself ready, though, for the the game. He's like really properly kind of limbering up. Yeah. As the Panamanian sort of launches himself off a building, we get um, <laughs> George W. Bush kicking him. I love the way he's kissing him. Just keeps beating him in the head yeah. and going, "Winners don't do drugs." Yeah. I know it's it's yeah not very progressive. That winners don't do drugs was a big was a slogan at the time, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a it big was. slogan at the time. The FBI. Winners don't use drugs. Like I say, Tim, I used to be really good at video games or arcade games at the time and yeah. smoking a lot of marijuana as well, though, so it doesn't work. Yeah, you were a winner yeah. and you did drugs, yeah. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, Bart and Milhouse choose that moment to confess they have no money, which alerts the authorities in the arcade. Yeah. You hear the pounding footsteps and this giant figure, but it turns out to be our favourite teenager, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, he clunks through the door and looms over them. Beautifully directed. And he comes out of the shadows and he's a spotty-faced, kind of like lank-haired teenager. I'm sorry, you'll have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> so so they're kicking around outside, Millhouse and Bart, this is, going, oh, how are we going to kill time now? And there's a nice little cameo from a, a nearby hobo who hears them talking about killing time. Oh, I love that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so well written this episode. It really is. When he says, you mustn't kill time, boys, you must cherish it. Seize the day. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have some change to go and get loaded? Yeah. It's a lovely little kind of reversal. It's great. Meanwhile, Homer's having some quiet time doing a little reading. Yeah. His old favourites he's reading, yeah. which is basically the ingredients of his favourite food, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's his idea of reading. Yeah. Honey roasted peanuts, ingredients, salt, artificial honey roasting agents. Um. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's not really a crime and punishment, is it? No. He, he doesn't he um he, he sort of really relishes pressed peanut sweepings, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> that's his, that's one of his favourite ingredients. <laughs> peanut sweepings. Not not peanuts. <laughs> yeah, just sweepings is great. And Marge comes in and there's a great exchange between them when she says, I'm going to get uh, some yeah. food. What, what would you like? Yeah. Homer says, uh, steak. Kind of kind of blankly, doesn't he? Yeah. But Aunt Marge says, uh, no, we can't afford steak. But it doesn't look like Homer's brain's going to accept that because he just says... Steak? Steak. Yeah. <laughs> Back again. That could go on forever, <laughs> couldn't it? And Marge gives in immediately. It's just the look on his face. He, he cannot process no steak. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wonderful animation. So then Homer has a go at throwing a peanut in his mouth, which, um, which goes badly wrong because it misses his mouth and rolls under the sofa, yeah. leaving him groping to find it. And there's a great exchange here, isn't there, with his brain? Because he finds, he doesn't find the peanut, but he finds $20, which at first for him is disappointing. Yes, it is, yeah. But then just the logical part of his brain kicks in, doesn't it? Yeah, he says, to save him. $20 can buy many peanuts. <laughs> Explain how. Money can be exchanged for goods and services. Woohoo! <laughs> but it's really interesting, isn't it? That kind of dichotomy again. Um, you know, we see it a lot. And you just think, what is this entity living in his head that's actually, you know, what's what's filtering it? That what's yeah. kind of blocking it? Just like a wall of lard in his head. <laughs> yeah. That he can't. That can't. He seems to be quite astute and intelligent behind this facade. <laughs> Twenty dollars can buy many peanuts. Like, I love the blank look on his face as he's li- listening to the logical part of his brain. It's brilliant. Yes, yeah, they they do that so well. But then in, in his joy, he lets go of the $20. It flies out the window yeah. and ends up with Bart and Milhouse on the street. Just punching each other in the arm, aren't they? Yeah, they're like, maybe a plane exploded. They're quite happy about <laughs> that. Which is a bit of a callback to that um, that excrement that fell on that guy earlier. It is, yeah. It, that you mentioned. I'm glad you yeah. brought it up against him, yeah. Yeah, so so they decide what they decide to do with the $20 is great. Bart, Bart wants a super squishy made entirely out of syrup. Yeah. I love the look on his face as he sort of hangs on the counter yeah. with this sort of look of lazy rebellion on his face. <laughs> so they order the super squishy made entirely out of syrup. Yeah. Apu's sort of struggling with the machine. He's set it to experimental. Yeah. And they both stick their straws in this super <laughs> dense squishy. his glasses fly off. Because he's sucking yeah. in so hard. <laughs> it's, it's so well animated that bit it's so so pleasing I know all of this is where he just sucks and then suddenly goes pop and his glasses just like fly off <laughs> well the, and this is a, a another reference to um, hallucinatory drugs isn't it because they oh, yeah. basically go on a bit of a trip don't they really I mean you know they're they're fully spun out by it to the point where I think they're hallucinating yeah they go to the VIP area of the arcade yeah they watch Cats yeah. I like that they buy Toothless Joe's gum. <laughs> what a great brand name that is, isn't it? Yes. And we start to get a few more now of Homer's mm, Yes, something. we do. Because yeah. we get a really good one here where <laughs> they're blowing bubbles of their gum and bursts and covers them in yeah. sort of gummy pink. Um, and Homer walks past, takes a sample <laughs> of it, just, <laughs> and just tastes it. He says, mm, free goo. <laughs> but he's, he's, he's happy to accept. He's walking down the street and goes, what's that? And has a little taste of it. Oh, it's goo and it's, it's free. free. Excellent. <laughs> then just carries on walking. <laughs> yeah, we, we've definitely set up early on that he, he's got a taste for any kind of crap food, isn't he? Peanut sweepings, free goo. You know, he's up for all but of it. But free again. It's his free thing. Yeah. It's just... Anything that's free. Nice cameo from Barney as well. There is. Yeah. Barney 
looms over them, doesn't he? Um, saying, "Yeah, yeah, I, don't, I like your pixie drink, magic pixies." Yeah, I don't know where you magic pixies came from. It's says. a wonderfully realised <laughs> sequence, isn't it? This kind of bizarre, extended psychedelic sort of hedonistic trip that they go on. It's great, yeah. And then there's a kind of big, sort of central face laughing and Apu laughing. Oh, I love it. Is the is the purveyor of the squishy in the first place? And... <laughs> That's right. It's a pretty intense trip they're on, basically. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I think I came up on an ecstasy tablet I took in the early nineties <laughs> at one point. Yeah, and then so just like that. Yeah, yeah. There's, I, I like that afterwards they're all sort of hungover, got like sugar yeah. hangovers. They realise that they were uh, wearing. The junior camper costumes, don't they? Yeah, Lisa reveals it, doesn't she? Yes. She um she pulls back the covers on Bart's bed, saying, "The few, the proud, the geeky," and laughing away because she knows that's the last thing that Bart would want to do is join the yeah. junior campers. Now, the junior campers, to be clear, they've made that up, haven't they? Yeah. There's no such thing, isn't it? The Boy Scouts and the junior yeah. campers obviously didn't want to call it Boy Scouts. No, there must have been a reason for that. Yeah, probably didn't want to offend anyone. But they've said Boy Scouts in the title, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they got away with that pun. Yeah. Barney wakes up on a boat, though, doesn't he? Which is good. This made me laugh a lot, actually. Yeah. It's just the way that sometimes, <laughs> the way the animation meshes with the gag, it's just so perfect for me. And here, yeah. the fact that Barney is working up, it's like a container ship, yeah. isn't it? So that ain't stopping anytime soon. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he just wakes up. No. <laughs> he's dressed like a sort of, like a sailor. He's dressed perfectly. So there's just so many questions about that. How the fuck has he got <laughs> to be wearing those clothes? And... Um, <laughs> The implication is that he's joined the boys on some sort of bender with his magic pixie drink thing. But then, like, how <laughs> he got on the container ship? Yeah. And um, <laughs> but yeah. the great punchline is he wakes up and says, not again. <laughs> it's the not again that makes it. It's perfect, yeah. Like, how many times has that happened to him? And he looks smarter than he's ever looked in that, in that gear, doesn't he? He's never looked quite that together. So he probably should stay on the boat. But... Bart wants to weasel out of it, though, doesn't he? That's right. Uh, leading to a great exchange. Because Marge says, well, they do cool things like sing-alongs and flag ceremonies. Doesn't sound good, does it? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> but I love Homer's comeback. Yes. It's one of the great lines, isn't it? He says, um, weaseling out of things is important. Yeah. It's what separates us from the animals, <laughs> except the weasel. I always love that line. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. I often use that. I'm sure I've used that in every day. Yeah. I, I love, I mean, it, it works from the get go. Weaseling out of things is important to learn. It's such a bad lesson to give to, to a child. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, take responsibility. That's that's the healthy lesson, isn't it? Yeah. You know, if something is, you know, you're, you're responsible for something or, you know, seek out responsibility. That's how you'll learn and grow. Yeah. Rather than, no, we need to find work out how to weasel out of things. <laughs> that's where you should put your effort. But so Bart's clearly not wanting to be in the junior campus until at school he discovers that um, mm. that you can get out of class because Warren gets excused, doesn't he, as a junior camper. So he's like, all right, I've got my, my, my gear. I'm a, he, get, he gives his excuse and gets out. Yeah. Only to discover that Ned is the camp leader in a brilliant, brilliant um, bit of animation. It opens the door to Ned, uh, who says, you're just in time for sponge bath, the old folks. <laughs> Yeah, and there we go. Jasper appears. Jasper, uh, his face. In the little bath. He looks so smug and happy about it. He's about to be washed down. But... Why on earth is that? Is that a day as well? Where's that come from? Surely sponge bathing is what they do at the uh, the old people's home. They don't have a. I don't know. It's some sort of charity. Get, get sort of outside contractors come in to do it. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's courtesy of the junior campers. Jasper says, "Stay above the equator," doesn't he? Which is uh, quite, <laughs> yeah, quite disturbing. Yeah. But Bart knocks himself out, actually, trying to escape from that, and is woken up by a kiss of life. And he's about to leave again. He's given loads of sort of outs, but but then he hears the great words that Ned says: "Take out your pocket knives." It's time to use those. And he's like, whoa, pocket knife, cool. <laughs> I, I really like the bit where he takes out the knife and goes, oh, cool, a spork. Um, <laughs> and then the kid next to him goes, don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great little moment. <laughs> but I also love the book he's got to read, which oh, yeah. uh, is, is uh, on knife safety, which is don't do what Johnny don't does. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's Donny. Oh, Donny, is it? Yeah, don't do what Donny don't does. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> they need to, they need to clarify that a little bit. Yeah, Bart says they could have made this clearer. Yeah, yeah, and then he's like, oh, who needs a knife anyway?" But um... what's he doing in the book then? He's what's Donny don't do? Oh yeah, he's got some. My favourite <laughs> one is, is he's got a catapult and he's putting a fucking knife in the catapult <laughs> to fire it off. That's definitely that's don't do that, isn't it? <laughs> well, isn't the last one just him? About to stab a cat. Yeah, he's just menacing a cat. It's awful. <laughs> you shouldn't need. You shouldn't need that kind of direction, should you? No. Don't stab a cat with that your knife. That should be implicit, shouldn't it? To be fair, I can imagine Bart putting one in a yeah. a catapult. Though I can see him doing that, so it's probably probably as well that he read it. But he doesn't get his knife, so he goes off and goes, "Oh, who needs a knife anyway? Knives are boring." And then we get a yeah. beautiful montage of how knives are useful and exciting in society yeah. don't we there's a sort of emergency appendix operation in the street mole man gets kicked out of moe's and yes. uh <laughs> moe follows with a knife yes for, and it appears that his transgression was putting his beer uh, not putting his beer on a coaster <laughs> it's hard to imagine moe having that you know being that sort of um conscientious isn't it about his you know, guidelines. Absolutely. Yeah, but then you get a crocodile Dundee riff where he pulls out, says, call that a knife and pulls out a huge knife. Yeah. And then that's a good one. Goes, oh, no, go because it, <laughs> it sort of uh, pulls him to the ground. And then we get Dr. Hibbert. Yeah. Brilliant scene where he helps a man with a burst appendix. I love the fact that the appendix explodes after he chucks it away. Don't thank me, thank the knife, he says, holding the knife up. Wonderfully, Bart says, oh, now everywhere I look, people are enjoying knives. Which is a great little ironic sequence. <laughs> but that, that sort of happens in my life often. I, when, when something I think, oh, I don't need that anyway, suddenly you see all the benefits of it. Yeah. Back at home, um, Homer starts taunting Bart inexplicably, doesn't he? Yeah, this is where Homer starts to kind of grow into this episode, isn't it? Yeah. Because they've got this kind of trip coming up and we need to kind of establish that Bart does not want Homer around because it's sort of... You know, he inevitably ruins everything. Or yeah, and so he's doing his best. He's reading up. Yeah. He's reading. Um, is he reading? <laughs> yeah, he's reading. Don't do what Donny don't does, isn't he? I think. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and, and he um, <laughs> he says, and he's reading the book. And Homer walks past his bedroom yeah. uh, and says, "Well, uh, well, if it isn't the leader of the Wiener Patrol, <laughs> boning up on his nerd lessons." <laughs> So unsupportive, yeah. yeah. Yes, really unsupportive. And then Marge tells him off, and Homer goes, "Yes, you're right. Good work, boy." Yeah. And then when she's gone, brilliantly, another fantastic line. He does a little dance and goes, "Egghead likes his bookie work." He's so childish. Yeah. Yeah. So just yeah. a moment, Bart starts to show some sign of uh, yeah. academic potentially, interest mm. by, you know, looking at a book for more than five minutes. Homer's straight in there, isn't Yeah, he? he's such a child. 
It's the book's actually called Ten Do's and Five Hundred Don'ts of Knives, isn't it? I have seen people on public transport with books, so uh, yes, sitting <laughs> reading, and it's entered my head that line. Is it? <laughs> 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 it would be great to just shout it out. Tourette's like back at junior camp or whatever it's called. What is it called? Junior campers? Yeah. Ned says, right, you've now reached the uh, the level of pussy willow, which I imagine is not something you want to advertise, is it? Yeah, you want to get you want pussy to get willow. to the next level quickly before that before that gets established <laughs> that you're a pussy willow. <laughs> um, and uh, he says, well, you get a rubber knife, and Bart's like, oh, who needs a rubber knife? But next, it's how to trap wild animals, and that captures Bart's attention again. So every time he's just about to leave, there's something that just grabs him, isn't there? Yeah. Ned's doing quite a good job, actually, of leading the uh, the scout camp. What he gets out of this, of course, is how to trap Homer yes. with food. Fantastically. And we get another mmm, don't we? Or sort of an mmm here. Well, we get him sort of trotting by the kitchen and there's a plate of pie on the floor. <laughs> it's the most obvious sort of... Any, anyone else would just pause and go, why is that pie on the floor there like that? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you go, that's suspicious. But yeah. instead, Homer goes, ooh, floor pie. <laughs> He's... <laughs> It's immediate. <laughs> he immediately makes it a concept, like <laughs> not just what's that pie doing on the floor. He just goes, "Oh, floor! That must be floor pie. Excellent." Just like he just like rationalizes it really well. I know, and then he just he reaches for it, and of course he's a sucker for this because he gets snatched up by the noose and uh, is hanging from the ceiling by his ankles, swaying over the pie which itself gets picked up by the dog, so he misses out on that. We got a nice little clip of Bart actually. Um, now he's sewing on some of his labels and he's got an embalming label. Yeah, yeah and, and patch forgery. <laughs> so forging the patches is one of the patches you can get. Nice meta moment. Yeah, that's a really good meta gag, isn't it? Yeah. The next trap for Homer is so obvious. He's driven home and there's a green rug on the drive <laughs> with a pie on it. <laughs> with a pie on it again. So, but... <laughs> Any normal person would go, right, that last time there was some pie on the floor. I got, I got caught in a trap. But, but Homer just instantly leaps out of the car onto the pie and falls in a hole. His face is immediately, like, delighted. He, uh, yeah. What does he think happened? How did a pie end up on a green? I know. <laughs> Why would someone leave a pie by his garage? That, um, that he'd just go, oh, I have that. Excellent, the pie. He immediately falls <laughs> down a pit, just... doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's so easily um, <laughs> just lured. Yeah, I love that Bart realised it would work. He's just like, this will work. It's, it's just fantastic. Yeah, that is another floor pie. And then, then we get a nice itchy and scratchy. Oh. Do you want to take us through the itchy and scratchy? Yeah, a good one. It's a brief, but it's a simple idea because it's based on... It's on theme, yeah. Yeah, the camp going camping. It's called Ah uh, Wilderness. Mm. Even even the sort of title card, they're packing in some nice references. Yeah. You get the Itch and Scratchy show, and then yeah. you get they've got like a mallet and a chisel and um tempeg. He's got some marshmallow, he's toasting some marshmallows. Yeah. And then the second title card is he's <laughs> toasting his marshmallow off Scratchy's burning tail. <laughs> Quite happily sitting on a log. And then Scratchy's just standing there, kind of like looking let you know well okay whatever <laughs> my tail's on fire and then um so what happens is yeah uh, scratchy's strumming his guitar he's playing his guitar and yeah uh, it's toasting marshmallow over a little campfire it starts to rain mm. but then instead of thinking right we need to go somewhere i'm assuming they would have brought a tent as well why haven't they brought a tent yeah. <laughs> but they haven't and then Itchy gets a mallet and the little stakes yeah. and drives them into scratchy's feet 
and then his hands, he stretches him out in his hands, drives two into his hands, yeah. and then sort of uses a stick to kind of prop up his belly. And so it's like yeah. a triangular shape, like a, a shelter. <laughs> and then get obviously classic it's just scratchy where scratchy's tongue is always incorporated in some way and he drags out his tongue and uses that as a sort of um to fix it yeah. like a guy rope almost and then his tail does the same and then he sort of just goes underneath it and just sort of shelters from the rain sleeps there and then while yeah, lightning and then, hits obviously yeah, yeah the punchline is the storm happens and the lightning repeatedly keeps hitting Scratching yeah. and frying him. <laughs> it's pretty brutal, but yeah. it's a fantastic episode. But one, for mm. once, Bart isn't impressed because he's saying, well, that's not right. These writers don't know anything. They should have tied it with a taut line, not a sheet bend. Yeah. And then, it's an absolutely <laughs> wonderful moment, Tim. And we need, yeah. to, we need to linger a little bit on this. I always remember this. Because um, it's really interesting, isn't it, the way that they get yeah. where, where Lisa's cartoons don't have to be realistic. And Homer's sitting on the sofa, but um, then but Homer also walks past yeah. the window. Great meta meta moment, isn't it? Yes, and um, yeah. in Kurt M. Konigsberger's book, in his piece Commodity Culture and Its Discontents, yeah. which, has been, which was published in the book Leaving Springfield, The Simpsons and the Possibility of Oppositional Culture. Yeah, classic. Um, yeah. He says that <laughs> the Simpsons' literary and cultural awareness extends to the conventions of its own medium in this episode yeah. in the way that... Um, Homer's on the couch, and Homer, another Homer, walks past. Yeah. Uh, and Königsberger says that this moment and many others like it reveal a strong sense of self-awareness within the show, an awareness especially characteristic of high modernism. I've said that many times. Yeah, it's a great point. Yeah, and and I remember being surprised yeah. at the time by that because I don't think any other shows were doing that, were they? Definitely not. not no, not in animation in any kind of context where shows that self-aware. No, it's and brilliant. the bold, just the boldness of yeah. doing it. The boldness of just playing, yeah, playing with um, the show's internal reality like that is just you know you know you're yeah. in a different realm there in terms of creativity and confidence. Fantastic. But back at junior camp, Ned, who's doing his best Oakley Doakley stuff now, isn't he? We we see Bart adopt some of that later, but announces that there's going to be a father son rafting trip next weekend, and this yeah. of course. We close in on Bart. He's like, oh no. I can't let that kid is that that uh, don't hurt me kid is still there. <laughs> He's next to Bart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Bart has a little kind of fantasy of, of how Homer would be. And it's not far off, is it? In fact, when we see Homer later, it's pretty much how he behaves, yeah. isn't it? He's got he's got the map on his head. He's made a little paper hat from the map and he says, Duh, I'm the captain. My son is Bart. <laughs> And he's splashing everyone with his oar. Yeah. Interestingly, in his fantasy, all the other campers are quite quite posh, aren't they? They're going, what an oaf. How embarrassing. I'm glad he's not my father. Yeah. It's just a sort of really extended fantasy. And, yeah. and he's quite sort of um, alienating that kind of fantasy that Bart yeah. has, that he's this central character and everyone else is either too sophisticated. Absolutely. And then his, his father is completely the opposite of that. It's great. Beautifully, this episode set up that, we know how bad. Even if you'd never seen The Simpsons before, you know by now that Homer would be terrible on that trip. Yeah. Just from this episode. But then we get Warren's dad apparently is in prison. So um, so we get a, a weird celebrity appearance here because yeah. they get a celebrity dad, Ernest Borgnine. Now, Ernest Borgnine probably, I think, if I recall correctly, was born on January the 24th, 1917 and died yeah. July the 18th, 8th, 2012. Yeah, 2012. Uh, he was yeah, an American right. actor. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, everyone knows that, Tim. I mean, like, you don't need to mention that. No. No, there's too much information. You don't need to mention that. All right. I'll dial back on my, my knowledge uh, in future. Yeah. But yeah, that's Ernest Borgnine. He was in From Here to Eternity, which is one of the gags they get in there. Yeah. Well, the gag is that when he says, you might remember me, you know, I was in From Here to Eternity and Ned says to him, don't worry, you know, we've arranged a special celebrity dad. Yeah. I love the fact that Warren goes, but, but my older brother... Uh, would uh, and then Ned goes no I'm afraid Ernest Borgnine has been confirmed and <laughs> <laughs> just wheels in Ernest Borgnine <laughs> clearly the best thing for Warren in this situation would be to bond with his older brother a little bit surely and <laughs> no it's Ernest Borgnine tough shit <laughs> Who, and Ernest Borgnine obviously this Poor sort kid. of uh, like you know quite an ageing sort of avuncular yeah. fella but yeah. <laughs> totally totally not not somebody the kids would have heard of or they wouldn't have seen from here to eternity it's too old yeah so he's, <laughs> so he's completely inappropriate he is yeah he doesn't do so well for them either but more on that later yeah, yeah. back at home and so, yeah, yeah, sorry sorry i'm i'm skipping ahead because this is sort of one of my favorite homer being completely re and unsupportive because again it's the animation yeah. they're sitting at home it's beautiful way it's introduced that homer's sitting on his on his chair yeah and marge is knitting and lisa's reading a book yeah and then marge just walks in says, says i was jerk practice boy and what a terrible upbringing did they teach you how to sing to trees <laughs> And build crappy furniture out of useless wooden logs. <laughs> He's awful. It's just so bad. I know. <laughs> it's just completely, Where's he? Uh, totally unsupported. Yeah. And then his yeah. chair collapses. So he, he yeah. delivers a brilliant line, stupid poetic justice, doesn't he? I've, I've said that loads of times, I'm sure. Yeah, I love that he's part of his brain, that part that probably, you know, rationalised money earlier. Um Part of his brain knows that that's, that's poetic justice. Yeah. Neither of them want Homer to go on this trip, do they? He doesn't want to go. Bart doesn't want him to go. So, so they have this weird sort of passive-aggressive kind of confrontation where they both end up agreeing that he's going to go. I do enjoy him <laughs> saying, um, we're just planning the father-son rafting trip. Yeah. And Homer says, huh, you don't have a son. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a brilliantly stupid moment. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and then he then he realizes, and then he sort of starts working out how he's going to get out of it, doesn't he? But of course they can't. So yeah, we turn up at boats at, at the raft. Nice little cameo from Horatio Hornblower, isn't it, Captain Horatio yeah, yeah. Hornblower, who's <laughs> who tries to sell his boat and then it collapses, and he says, oh, "I don't know what I'd do." Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to see Horatio Hornblower. Maybe we see him in a future episode, just out of character. Yeah, because I bet he sort of speaks yeah, like, quite. I bet he's quite a posh character actually, and speaks quite like eloquent. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where he just keeps falling into this ah sort of yeah, char exactly. characterization. Um, well, the mask slips a bit here, but yeah. um, Ned announces that they're going to have partner up the dads, and of course Homer's desperate it not to be Ned, but yeah. it is. Now, again, nice animation because we see a real close up of Ned from Homer's point of view, putting zinc on his sniffer, don't we? Which is nice. Yeah. And then they go off on the trip, which is just full of incident. I mean, we, we <laughs> it's so great what ends up <laughs> happening because. Uh, First of all, <laughs> Homer has made a hat out of the map, which is clearly a massively irresponsible thing to do. Yeah, but you, you do feel um, that this is basically where they sat around the writer's room saying, right, let's get home on a father-son trip. Yeah. That's basically <laughs> what we need to build the episode around. Yeah. This is the sort of um, the more slapstick sort of comedy kind of third act, isn't it? The final 
part of the episode. And Homer, Homer absolutely yeah. is the star of the show now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's loads of little lines. Like Ned says, oh, I can see why they called it rapids rather than yeah. slopids. And uh, and Bart has a little laugh at yeah. that. And Homer's like, you are not my son. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. It's actually really a way, to, really not it's a way for them to, um, to play off Ned and Homer, isn't it, against each other? Because you see Ned's... Yeah, really, there's definitely Ned's that, yeah. quite sort of cultured and worldly. Um, and, you know, Homer's just a child, but, you know, Homer's just... Yeah. It's just like the id. Totally impractical. <laughs> yeah, because... And then, and then, as we say, Ned's looking for his map and turns out, like, Homer's turned yeah. it into a hat. And it blows off as well. <laughs> and then he always tries to take the upper hand. He says, lucky for you, like, tries to put the blame back on Ned. He says, lucky for you, someone's responsible. Yeah. And he pulls out a crusty Burger Fun map. Yeah. <laughs> Hey kids, colour in all 50 states. Yeah. There's some really interesting little uh, graphics on that. It's not at all useful, is it? Yeah. It's quite a good representation of, of uh, America, though. There's like. Yeah. <laughs> the South is just a big cactus. <laughs> and um, then there's loads of mountains up in the north near Montana and places like that. Yeah. And then there's an apple with a knife in it for the, <laughs> representing New York. <laughs> yeah, and a dollar sign for California, yeah. Uh, sorry, that must probably be Las Vegas, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. But all he, all he really gets out of it... Well, first of all, he, he realises that, hey, there's a New Mexico, which uh, which is a great bit of idiocy. Yeah. Uh, and then he says, mm, so many Crusta Burger locations, and he just goes into one of his drooling, <laughs> drooling reveries, doesn't he? <laughs> yes. So Ned, Ned has to choose... And brilliantly, Ned chooses by chanting Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then he takes a takes a turn, um, mm. which looks like the wrong one as it as it transpires because yeah. they end up in the open sea. Where's the sissy and the bald guy going? Says Ernest Borgnine. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> not very sensitive. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit, a bit unreconstructed there. Yeah, and um, so here we get Homer absolutely taking centre stage, don't we? Where yeah. we now have Homer isolated as the only adult. Along with Ned, yeah. So it's basically the battle of two adults. How can how can the two adults help the two kids? Yeah, you know, take be responsible and get out of this dangerous situation. What What's brilliant about the combination for Homer is that he's a combination not only stupid but arrogant, isn't he? Because he he if he just listened to Ned, they'd probably be all right. But he's so yeah yeah convinced that he knows the answer. Um, you know, he's the worst kind of stupid, isn't he? Well, that's the comedy sweet spot, Tim, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's the comedy sweet spot. It's that yeah. thing of arrogance and no self-awareness. Yeah, yeah. Once exactly. you get those two things together, you get comedy. You get uh, Basil Fawlty, David Brand, yeah. Alan Partridge. You get all those yeah. when somebody doesn't understand how ridiculous they are or, or whatever. Yeah. But they're, yeah. they're sort of, they keep doubling down. Yeah, so Homer says, in a situation like this, you just relax and let the current take you back to land. <laughs> I don't know where he's got that idea. Right. So that's that's the first mistake. That's the first mistake, obviously. Yeah. It's a really toxic mix, isn't it? Because you've got Homer's sort of kind of belligerence and boorish uh, arrogance and Ned's yeah. niceness and over-accommodating nature. Uh, this yeah. really toxic combination. Because the next scene, we wake up to Homer on an island dancing with sort of candy oh, and ice brilliant. cream yeah. uh, figures, <laughs> singing... Sugar, sugar. Yeah. Which is just basically a hallucination. <laughs> Singing Sugar, Sugar. He, he recorded that song too? Uh, the Arches. Yeah. I like the, when he comes out of the hallucination, he says, now I have to face stupid reality. Yeah, I've had that feeling. <laughs> where It's like when you come back from holiday or something. Yeah. You know, you've had a lovely two weeks in Tenerife or whatever. Yeah. And uh, you suddenly go, oh, back and you're getting off the plane with all this sort of, sort of stinking people. And you're just like, oh. <laughs> Stupid reality. 
I love that he, he chucks, in anger, he chucks the Walkman that he's been listening to the song into the water and the little kid goes, hey, that was, I got that for my birthday. Yeah, like everything he does is just like horrible and selfish yeah. uh, and, and short-sighted. Yeah. He's, he is the literally the worst person, isn't he, to be in this situation, this survival yeah. situation with. I mean, he already looks the worst. Like everybody else's clothes are still intact, but his are like rags already. <laughs> Um, you know, he's unshaven. Yeah. <laughs> he, he says, he starts using the water, the only water they've got left, to wash his socks. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> he says, I love the um, face stupid reality again. And um, he says, Flanders, my socks feel dirty. <laughs> and he's so angry about it. It's wonderful. Yeah. And then, um, give me some water, he says, you know, to wash them. And then, brilliantly, Ned says, again. (laughs) (laughs) And then he says, we've got to ration the water carefully, you know, it's our only hope. Um, And Homer's splashing the water on his socks. And he's like, oh, yeah, let's ration everything. Yeah, don't you know? Yeah, pardon me, Mr. Let's ration everything. (laughs) And um, But what do you think was all around us? You know, water, water, water everywhere. (laughs) Let's all have a drink. So he's got that wrong. Starts drinking, doesn't he? Yeah. So he's, they have to drag him off from drinking from the sea. He's so stupid. He hasn't. He doesn't know that it's not drinkable water. It's sort of a five-year-old would know. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, "Wait, wait. There's a seagull there. The only reason they go out to sea yeah. is to die. Then we must be near land. Uh, unfortunately, then it dies <laughs> right, on, yes. right in front of them, doesn't it? Yeah. But his his take from that is not. Oh no, it's woo. Your old man was right. We are doomed. And he sort of... In your face, Flanders, yeah. Yeah. I like the fact he seems to be getting more unshaven yes. as this scene goes on. Like he just seems to be growing more sort of stubble. <laughs> he's just got a horrible vest on as well. Yeah, really grey, tatty vest. Too short for him. Yeah. And he's just his big, his big sort of belly kind of bulging out. Yeah. <laughs> Next comes, I think, this is where I got the biggest belly laughs in the whole episode, where he decides... He's going to show them how... He's going to be in charge of the rationing and he's going to show them how to ration food. Yeah. And the secret is, Tim, to take little bites. Isn't yeah. It? Little tiny bites. He's taking these little nibbles to show them how to yeah. ration. Yeah. <laughs> Very quickly. And then, and then just totally... <laughs> you know, his, his eating disorder grips him and he's just suddenly shoveling all the food in going, oh, oh no. His face is amazing. <laughs> His face is brilliant in that moment. Just, it's like you said in an earlier episode. It's, it's like pupils are pointing in different directions. Yeah, it's like he's sort of like a bolting horse, like something's overtaken him. And he's, he's just, he needs to kind of like feed himself. They, they actually have to, I mean, it only takes a couple of seconds, doesn't it? He's had a couple of nibbles and then he's full gorging on it. Yeah. Uh, and they have to literally pull him off the ration box. Yeah. That's how long that lasted. But um, yeah, he says, I wish I was on one of the smart rafts. And that's where we get a cut to Ernest Borgnine, who's, Basically in Deliverance, yeah. a movie Deliverance by the looks of it, quite dark. <laughs> yeah, and they've always been stalked by the um, the locals, yeah, and the banjos music play. Yeah, we all know what happens in that. Meanwhile, Marge is a bit worried. Um, she's called the police, but Wigan won't help. Basically, it seems, because he's playing drafts with a dog and he, he doesn't want to disturb his drafts game. So um... That's a beautiful um, little secret where he's going, look, we have to wait, that your husband's going to have to be missing for a week. <laughs> before um, we can start searching, which clearly isn't true. And, um, and then I love the fact he's saying, We'd like, I'd like to help. And he's, and he's slowly leaning further and further down towards the phone. 
yeah. <laughs> unit. Yeah. And then he can't wait to put the phone down so he can get back to his game. It's super... So, yeah, he's, he's king me, he says to the dog. Yeah. The next thing that they try is they see a rescue plane back at Homer in the, in the boat. And Homer shoots the flare gun. <laughs> but unfortunately, it hits the plane. <laughs> so we... Well, no, I mean, Ned is about to do it, yeah. isn't he? Ned is about to do it. <laughs> properly. I mean, presumably... Yeah, yeah properly. It clearly looks like he's... He's trained himself in some way to do that in case of an emergency, holding it out in front of himself, yeah. you know, and then Homer snatches it off him and goes, this isn't a church picnic yeah, or something. That's right. These guns are dangerous. Um, <laughs> and then he just shoots it really randomly and obviously it hits the plane. The guy parachutes out and that's the end yeah. of that. <laughs> well... Now, Homer rationalised, well, when they come to rescue him, they'll rescue us. But unfortunately, they're rescuing before he hits the water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> another yeah, plane picks right. him up in the middle of the sky. Yes. So that's quite another bit of dramatic irony. And then um, the dolphins arrive mm. to tell them they're all going to die <laughs> in dolphin language. Yeah, fabulous. And, that, and this is the moment where Ned loses it. He's like, we're don diddly dun diddly gone diddly doodly. <laughs> sort of, this is lovely Ned freak out, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's brilliantly acted. Yeah, it's beautifully done. And... Homer obviously jumps at the chance to, to snap, snap him, him around. To try and, yeah, snap him out of it. <laughs> Clearly is enjoying it a bit too much. It's basically beating him up, isn't he? Uh, yeah. yeah it's, as if it isn't bad enough for Ned, he starts getting a kick in. Yeah. Homer. We just see, it's again, great animation. We just see it part, partly the view from, from uh, Bart watching Homer slap him around. Yes. But then the police snap into action finally. Yeah. The police snap into action, <laughs> but they're just on their little police boat. Yeah. Wiggum refuses to cast off because they haven't bought the beers and the cold cuts. Yeah, so they, they don't even leave. So, yeah. And then yeah, we get... So it's not going to get rescued anytime soon. I love I love Ned in this next bit because he's got a cheese doodle. Somehow there's one last bit of morsel of food. Oh, yeah. And they put it on a yeah. hook. And he says, immortal lines, Godspeed, little doodle, he says, yeah. <laughs> which is very Ned. Um, Our last morsel of food. Yeah, and unfortunately, Homer has failed to attach it to the reel, so it, when the fish takes it, it, it just goes off uh, and doesn't get caught. Yeah. And all Homer's got then is, um, <laughs> here, fishy, fishy. No, it, it is, his line is, he'll be back. Yeah, and then it cuts to the night, and then he's going, here, fishy, fishy, fishy. I love that he's got faith that the, the fish will just return, just for them. Yeah. So at this point, Homer gives Bart a Swiss army knife that he stole from that Borgnine guy. Yeah. Cut to Borgnine being basically attacked by a bear. The good thing about this is that Ernest Borgnine's group survive uh, like a trip through the (laughs) Appalachian type sort of mountains. Lots of local murderous locals stalking them as a deliverance. And then they they survive uh, an attack by a huge bear. Because we see them later, don't we? They've survived. Yeah. So somehow, fair play, Ernest Borgnine has got them out of all this. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) But, yeah. um, There's another episode, isn't there, where we see Ernest Borgnine, uh, the adventures of Ernest Borgnine. We need to see that. <laughs> but Homer drops yeah. the knife and uh, sinks the boat, basically. Yeah. Because it's not actually the blades that sink the boat, it's the magnifying glass for, uh, that uh, you know, uses the sun to burn through it. Yeah, it's really well done, yeah. But then, crucially, we get the scent of um, scent of burger. Well, it starts as the foul stench of death. Yeah, the foul stench of death, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> yes, he Homer does. actually proves to be useful because yeah. his, um, he's so attuned in to the smell of hamburger, yeah. that um, he obviously can guide them to the <laughs> offshore oil rig Krusty Burger. Yeah, but Homer is really quite heroic. He's sort of standing at the prowl, using his nose to, to guide them to, to, yeah, to this unmanned oil rig. Because yeah. <laughs> as, as the aides are saying to Krusty, I told you this, this oil rig's unmanned. Despite the fact that the, uh, 
the dinghy sinking to him. Yeah, somehow they do that. So how does that yeah, work? Yeah, I don't know. We'll overlook yeah. that, shall we? Maybe take half point <laughs> yeah. off. But um, Homer arrives asking for 700 crusty burgers. Yeah. And Bart says, I'm really proud of my father. And so Homer replies, go away, eating. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely felt that way. When people try to talk to you or have a conversation with you when you're really hungry, where you just want to sort of go to a room by yourself so you don't get interrupted while you're eating. Yeah. <laughs> go away, eating. Yeah. He had he had a, an opportunity there to actually take that, that moment and say yeah I am the hero I did save you but he, he can't do it he's yeah. just like go away I'm eating <laughs> he says go away eating as opposed to not later Bart or let's talk about it later thank you uh, anyway back to the burgers he just yeah. says go away eating it's like again it's his reptile brain <laughs> his reptile brain has taken over yeah. and he's massively bearded uh, by that point as well he's got a big fluffy beard yeah. <laughs> with his horrible vest on <laughs> <laughs> the last scene is a cut to Ernest Borgnine's, I think, de- imminent demise, isn't it? Because it's a take on Friday the 13th, where we see from the yeah. point of view of a serial killer. It's sure is lucky we stumbled on this old abandoned summer camp. Yes, that's it, yeah. Um, which obviously, we, as we know from our video nasties. Yeah. It's not going to work. In the 80s, is never a good thing. Yeah. So, um, full of laughs, I'm going to hand over to you. I'm still wavering. What are you going to give it? I'm going to go I'm going to go with uh, an 8.5, actually. Right. Yeah, I'm going to be fairly cautious about this one. Wow. I'm going to go 8.5. Yeah, I do love it. Yeah. And um, I love it's lots of little great moments. I think this episode. Yeah. Lots of good Homer. Lots of amazing Homer moments. Yeah. Homer is the star of the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Even um, though it's nominally a Bart episode, really, isn't it? Yeah. But it's become a. It's Homer sort of muscles in on it with all the good lines. Yeah. It does give. It does bring me a lot of joy. This episode. You know, I do laugh at the Homer stuff. Home is particularly unpleasant and mm. stupid. I think the only the only caveat I've got is that you don't get so much of the warmth that goes with Homer and the family stuff. It's more about it's almost like a sort of um, I don't know, almost like a pastiche of how how stupid and arrogant Homer can be, uh, which foreshadows yeah. the future Homer, which in later series just becomes a bit of a one joke. Right. I do like it, and it does make me laugh, but. Um, I'm sort of slightly qualified by the idea that, yeah, we know where this is where they're going to take Homer as a standard thing from now on, as opposed to a let's just drop him into a situation and sit back and see how mm. how appalling he is. I'm going to give it a nine because, yeah, I think it's hugely funny. Just, just laugh out loud funny throughout, especially yeah. Homer. I, t- I take on board your reservations. I think it's worth a little bit more than 8.5, so for me it's a nine. Um yeah, it's a shame. It could have been a 10. I think I'm not even sure why I'm not giving it a 10 because it is super great from from every beat and there's so many memorable clips from it that I'd forgotten about came from this episode. So, But yeah, there's something we've always said we'll be subjective. There's something here that is just short of my favourite, my very favourite episode. So yeah, nine isn't a slight. It's just a, just a recognition that there are even better episodes out there. I think it is, yeah. I think we've just got to be really hard on them now because they're so good. They've, mm. they've reached. Yeah. We would just be going, yeah, that's a 10. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah, 10. You know, we've just yeah. got to have a yeah, slight, exactly. like, trust our hearts a bit. Yeah. So, sadly, we've come to the end of another haphazard 40-odd minutes, 50-odd, actually, of excitable analysis. Yes, no no death metaphor. We've lost a few of the death metaphors recently, haven't we? You usually have a little metaphor about um, how we... This this episode's going to the morgue, basically. But uh, I think I sort fine. of um, ran out of them, Tim. To be honest, I can't like 
Yeah, that's fair enough. The only way I can go with them really now. I've sort of, I kind of peaked too soon with them. I can't really. I think with with adequate funding, I think we could find some more. (laughs) So if anyone wants to send us some money. We could uh, we could get bring that back. Yeah, actually, just some, might be a way to monetize the show. Yeah, yeah, just to metaphorically yeah. uh, mark the end of the episode mm. with some sort of grotesque death mm. analogy. Um, so if you send us, I don't know, price of a beer about five pounds. Yeah, we'll put a bit more effort in. Yeah. on that. <laughs> we'll repay repay your faith by yeah. um, bothering to write some some more of those. <laughs> um, but anyway, whatever you think. Hopefully, you know, it's been a bit a welcome distraction yeah. for. From your um, futile and finite existence for <laughs> an hour, so and if, so if yeah. it's all the same to you, yeah, we can do it again in a couple of weeks because we're taking a break next week, aren't we? Yeah, that's right. Short break for half term here in the UK. Yeah. So email us at stayathomeapod at gmail dot com. Tweet us at stayathomeapod. Um, since we get paid literally nothing to do this, go and support mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Do something good. Go to Apple Podcasts. Uh, leave a five star review, or just tell people about us. You know, use the share button and send them a link to this podcast. Spread the word. Mm. Share the love. Please do. You know, give mm. something instead of taking all the time. For Christ's sake. <laughs> um, but, but for now, whoever you are, we hope you're well, and wherever you are, we hope you're safe. See you next time. See you next time.